We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Halo. It's Jared Timms. It's Jared Timms. Oh, no, let's Derek C. Paul with Jared Timms and Nate Green. What a day. <laughs> Um, I'm in the middle of a snowstorm out here, and totally's off my game all day long. I actually asked the guys a crazy question before the show started, one that I should have known, but I'm way off. So I could ask Nate and Jared to help me through this. But we're here to talk Angels baseball. Guys, how you doing? I am Derek C. Apollo, joined by Jared Tint. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Now, I'm doing pretty good. We just got through our snowstorm here. I got I probably not as much as snow as you guys are getting, but got a foot, which is a lot for uh, a lot for me. So it's been cold, but it's starting to melt now. Nate, what's up? <laughs> I don't know what snow is. <laughs> uh haven't seen snow since college, but yeah, so doing well. Sorry for you guys in your snow and cold. Snow and cold and snow and cold. Oh, yeah. We're, we're good, though, because it's about to warm up. The hot stove heating up a little more each day. Used for other teams, maybe not our team. So... I guess right away, some news out there. Hunter Dozier, minor league contract. Got to ask, guys, how you feeling? It's news. It's news. Something to talk about. No, this this is what this is what Nate and I have been asking for this entire time. Just get get some get some guys that have major league experience. And Hunter Dozier actually decent major league experience. He had a one thirty WRC plus one year. Played, you know. He, I, He's getting a little 123. bit 123. Hey, man, I rounded up. I was close. I was going to – I think he had a 124 OPS plus is when I when I looked it up. But, gotcha. um, but yeah, no, that's – it's huge. Um, somebody who can play play around the – all around, you know, play a little first base, play some outfield I think as well. So um, we'll we'll see. It's, it's depth, right? I mean, if you add another first baseman here, that was one thing I did want to kind of bring up is he, Dozier can play first base. You have Evan White. You added in Francisco Mejia as well. Yeah. You got a lot of options at first base. You start wondering, do they fully trust Nolan Shanwell at first base too? So you you forgot Alfonso Rivas yeah, and Brandon well, sorry. And yeah. injury. Like there's a bunch. But do you trust Nolan Shanwell at first base? Starts to be the question, right? It's interesting. I, I I don't think that's where this is going. I think he his primary position is third base. Anthony Rendon has played you know 45 games max in a season. He plays third base. A plus B equals C. Like, let's be honest here. Um, so I I actually am super excited about the signing. I know that's crazy. People are going to be like, hey, Nate's excited about something. Uh, 
But this is what I've been asking for. Like this AAA roster looks like a bad major league roster, which is what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like uh, Oakland A's type of team where you're like, okay, we know who this guy is. Really shouldn't be in the big leagues type of thing. But at least I don't have to see a guy get called up like Kevin Padlow where it's like, okay, the guy's played seven career big league games and we're expecting to make a playoff run with a guy who's played seven big league games. Like, it's just not reasonable. It's not, it's not realistic. So I'm, I'm excited to see Dozier. Like you said, he's had, he had two really good years. His, his last three have been really, really bad, but get him out of Kansas city. Who knows? Um, it, it just is interesting, right? Like he can play third base. He can play first. He can play corner outfield. Like he's a guy where kind of like Jake lamb last year, where it was like, well, you know, there's a chance that he could, he could play well. And, and be a, a decent bench option for this team. So I, I like the signing. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially with the Angels and with Rendon being, you know, 45 game game a year type of guy the last couple of years. You're just, you're going to need guys to play there, whether it's Dozier, whether it's Drury, whether it's fill in the blank with who else you want to put there. But I, I think it makes a lot of sense. What do you got for us, Derek? I, I'm indifferent. I'm glad they got bench help, but I'm overall very unenthused about this Angels offseason in general. Not because of Shohei, like we 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 killed that topic over and over again, and I think we all kind of figured that was coming. But there really hasn't been any reason to to look forward to Angels baseball in 2024, other than the fact that at least there's baseball in 2024, and you know. So, okay, great. They got a, they got a bench guy. Wonderful, yay! At this point, I I just need to know more about what this team, what their actual vision is, and and I, I actually kind of feel bad for for Washington because I believe he's a very good manager on that scope. It's a very good hire, but what kind of team are they are they trying to put around him? And you know, automatically are they are they send the odds against their new hire when they should be trying to build something for him to manage there. And because they've been so quiet across the board as to what they're doing, you hear grumblings here, you hear grumblings there, nothing ever pans out. Um, you just don't know. So it, I'm sorry, just, I'm not excited about Dozier. I'm not excited. If well, we'll address it in a minute. If Duvall signs, that's a nice signing, but I'm not super excited about that. It tells you something, but you know, what is the vision of this franchise? I used to know. I used to think I knew anyways. And now here we are, 10 years with no playoffs. And it's, I sound probably like Nate, like a Debbie Downer here. But it's a realistic feeling. No, I I, I totally get it. That 100%. I, I totally understand. I think everybody kind of understands. Um, this, I'll, I'll say this. the one, The one thing the Angels had been missing in the past is they were one – they were a Mike Trout, a a Shohei Otani, and Anthony Rendon away, injury away from like not contending, right? And that happened every single year. Like it's nice to see some depth where you know if if somebody does get hurt, you have somebody to bring up, and it's like, well, you're okay with them playing thirty games. I know these aren't the sexy signings that everybody everybody wants. This isn't this isn't Blake Snell. This isn't Cody Bellinger. This isn't Shohei Otani, but these these are the type of signings that make teams 
playoff contenders at, at the end of the season. Not saying the Angels are going to be a playoff contender, but these are the these are the signings that if somebody does get hurt um, and misses some time, that you don't fall too far behind. And like Nate said, you don't have to bring up a Kevin Padlow and and start him right off the bat. You know, like same thing goes with the bullpen. If if the Angels need to reach down into the bullpen, you can go get a decent arm down there um, to an extent rather than being like, well, let's go play the waiver wire or something like that. So I, I understand it. It's not a sexy signing. It, it really isn't. However, it's a nice signing to have, especially, you know, if, if he plays well in spring, it could be that, that Jake Lamb type of signing where signs, signs a minor league deal and makes the, the, the camp out of spring. So um, sexy, no needed. Absolutely. And for you, Derek, I, I totally get where you're coming from just because you're, you're talking about the direction of this team. You signed Ron Washington, a, an older guy who's been around the game a long time. He signed him to a two-year deal. Kind of feels like this has got to be a, a quick thing because you're you're not signing a you know, 30, 40-year-old to, to take over for hopefully 10 years. You're signing a guy who's uh, up there in age in his late 60s, early 70s. He's probably got two, three years. Uh, before he wants to call it quits. And so this has got to be quick. But I think personally, and I've said this a lot, I think Artie Marino's on his way out. I think he is looking to sell this team. And I think that it's really hard to have a direction when you have, when you're getting a new owner. And I think Artie Marino is reading the writing on the wall and going, you know what? Like it's time to sell. I could have sold that an all time high a couple of years ago. Uh, it's, it's still worth more than what I bought it for. So I'm still going to make it, make some money on this. I'll sell it. And then the next guy will, will bring his own, um, direction, whether that's a Blake Snell, whether that's a Cody Bellinger, or if it gets into the season, maybe he, um, does some other things, trades a Mike Trout or, or things like that. So that's why I think we haven't seen a direction that you're looking for. Then sell him. But that's the whole. I, I think he is trying. I well, think he is trying. But well, what was it? Two years ago, he put the whole word out. A year ago, we're exploring selling the team. Blah blah. Listen, to me, business owner kind of guy. I'm thinking you want maximum value. Well, you blew it when you had maximum value. But you know, the best way from this point forward to have maximum value is to have a team that's built to win, or at least show that there's something there. You're depressing the entire fan base right now. Who who um, who actually wants to go watch the Angels this year right now? I can't people. think of many what? people who do. Well, of course you do. I and and to a degree I do because I'm an Angels fan, but I'm, I I typically go see them play six times a year. I think I think I will the, have the opportunity this year to go see them nine. I'll probably see them twice this year. Why? Because I am not I'm not wanting to watch this. I'm tired of the lack of direction. I'm tired. And I can't be the only fan out there that way. I can't be the I only mean, person thinking, you know, it's it's called fan apathy. And until fans actually start saying, listen, I'm not putting money in this garbage anymore. I'm not putting money in your pocket. We're going to keep getting the same stuff. This definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. And we keep feeding that by keep going to the games and supporting this crap. So you want vision from the team? We'll make them show you. Houston did this years ago. The Astros did it right. They told their fans, we are rebuilding. We're shutting everything down, and we are selling off, and we're going into this. And they rebuilt, and they've won a couple World Series since. To to be fair, 
looking at teams that have been selling, they typically let the new owner do what he wants. Like, like you look at the Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals are trying to trying to sell as well. Like, they're not like they don't want to bring a new owner in and make them the bad guy. Like, oh hey, you've got to trade Mike Trout, or oh hey, you've got to you've got to trade this guy. What if the new owners come in going, I don't want a Blake Snell, I don't want a Cody Bellinger, and you might say, why why wouldn't they want those guys because they're good players? Maybe the owner doesn't want those type of players. You know, like it it could be one of those things. So. I, I think that a clean slate is a little bit easier for an owner because they don't have to get their hands dirty and, and make some of the trades that, you know, maybe already would, would get killed for, for trading Mike Trout. You know, like same thing we've said the last couple of years, trying to trade Shohei Otani. We've wanted that trade for, for three years. And we've said, is there a realistic Shohei Otani trade that makes sense? Probably not. But you have to trade him. Now you look like idiots for not trading him, but that that's kind of why I think that Artie's trying to keep it low profile, get rid of the team, and then let the new guy come in and do whatever he wants. Speaking of Trout, speaking of Trout and just, just moving forward here, is it time to move him out of center field? Jared? I think so. Um I think it helps I think it helps him in the long run. I, I really do think it does. Um, it keeps him healthier. You're, I think this year in particular, like you're able, you're able to DH him a little bit more. So you're not, you're not saying Shohei Otani's that guy that's DHing 162 games out of the year or whatever it is. Um, you're able to DH him a little bit more. It, it's going to be nice to not see, um, a, just a norm like an everyday DH. You can put Rendon in that spot. Same, same kind of issue. Um, jury will probably take that spot a lot of the time, but. As far as Trout goes, um, I, I think you, you have to start considering it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it ends up being up to uh, ends up being up to Mike, you know, like Mike knows himself better than anything. Um, and, and once he thinks that it's it's time, you know, it's it, it'll be time. But, you know, if if the Angels were in a different spot and we were talking about, you know, hey, the Angels are competing this year and it comes down to like. You know, maybe the Angels could use a little bit of help in defensively in center field. I'd be like, yeah, you know, I think it's time. But right now with the Angels are at, Mike Trout in center field doesn't hurt anything. You know, he's more probably more valuable as a center fielder. I know he's an average defender. Um, it, it's not an easy transition to go to a corner. The ball comes off the bat differently um, than center field is, and he's played center field his entire, his entire life. So, um, yeah, it, it'll definitely be a transition for him, but – you know, you have to start considering it at some point, right? Yeah, of course. I, I think it's time now. You're, you're saying, you're, you're in one sentence, you're saying he's a great athlete and can handle center field. And in the next sentence saying it's going to be hard for him to learn to play right field. Like, give me a break. The dude, the dude's good. He, he'll he be fine in, in a corner outfield spot. I'm not worried I mean, about that. It's not that. an easy transition. It's like playing first base. First base oh, my. Stop it. Stop it. It's an outfield was- spot. Catch the fly ball. It's not hard. Um, I'm with Nate on this. He's a baseball player. Been playing all his life. You can you can play quickly. Wh- whether he's playing, he's played shortstop. He's played center. He's pitched like he's fine. He's an athlete. He'll be fine moving over. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to move off the outfield right now. He hasn't. He's on the cusp of being called injury prone from a lot of people over the last couple of years. Um, and I always go back to the story of Ichiro Suzuki. Signs signs with the Mariners, 
everyone's planning on him playing center field and Ichiro goes, no, I'm playing right field. And he, he changes it because he wants to play right field because he knows it's better for him. He's going to be able to play more games. He's, he's going to be able to do a lot more things uh, for the team playing right field. Now, whether Trout plays right or left, it doesn't matter to me. But I think it makes a whole lot more sense for Mike Trout to be playing left field for 150 games than playing center field for 85 games. So if the, if if there's a time to move him off, I think it's now. Because if you start to move him off at age 35, 36, 37, the Angels might already be, be done by then. Like, it, it, his career could be already past him where it's like it's not really helping the angels so i think it's a good time to bring in a center fielder right now get better defensively and who knows maybe maybe move a guy for pitching because the angels could have a surplus in the outfield if you do that i think you know what i'm I'm in agreement with you nay especially like you you've been around the game long enough when you've been there done that you can move a guy. He can he can adjust, and, and it's not like he's they're they're playing little league here. The thing also is this, and and the, the bite back you might get from someone is saying, "Well, wait a minute, he didn't get hurt in the outfield last year. He got hurt at the plate. That's how he with broke broken him. I would venture to say though, look at the other injuries from the base pads. I mean, it's just wear and tear in the body. You want to reduce the wear and tear in the body." And if you really want him around, well, let, me, let me pause. I'm going to backtrack. Let me ask you as a question. In your opinion right now, with what he's done, all of his numbers, is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. First ballot. First ballot. First ballot. Yeah. If Ken I'm not so sure. Ken Griffey was first ballot Hall of Famer. Trout's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris, Ken Griffey hit like 600 runs, Sam. Come on. It's not the but, same. But you, you can look at the war and say Mike Trout's a better player than than Ken Griffey Jr. just based I, off war. I don't disagree, but they're looking at the. I mean, war is not the qualifier. Okay. I'm, I'm just taking a step. Neither is home runs, though. Don't kill the messenger. Neither is home runs. You're right. All right. But overall. Hitting his peak before age 30, hasn't done jack in three years. You leave enough space and time for a, a writer, writers to lose track of that first 10 years, and all of a sudden he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. You give him a chance to stay healthy, and all of a sudden he'll produce, right? That's what we believe. That's what we believe if we move him to first base or wherever, or in left field, or right field, wherever it's going to be, he'll stay healthier and pro- be able to produce more. In my view, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. In my view, He's not quite there overall yet, even though we all know talent-wise he is. He's still have to produce the numbers. Well, he's got to stay healthy to do it. So let's just say I'm wrong. I mean, let's just say I'm right in my view that he's not it's not necessarily a given. You want it to be a given. And if I'm him, I want it to be a given that I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. How do I preserve my career and ensure the longevity to where, when the time comes, I have the spot in history that I deserve. I got to move the left field, right field, first base. It's a no-brainer. But will he see it as an athlete with pride and, and, and you know, competitiveness that he has? 
that that's the one thing that worries me about about us saying, well, Mike's going to be the one to tell us. Like, how many times in history has has that happened? Where it's like, oh, you know what, this athlete's going to tell us it's his time, and you bring up like a Peyton Manning, like, oh, Peyton will tell us it's it's time. Peyton was he he wanted to stay that extra year one more time. He wants to continue to keep trying. Like that happens all the time in sports where we're like, oh, the athlete will know. It's usually a year or two late before the athlete realizes their time has passed. Why not get to it a year early? It might be a year early. It might be right on time. Who knows? But why not try and get ahead of the problem? Because it's going to help the Angels long-term moving him to, to a corner because now you know there's a problem in center field. We always talk about building up the middle. It's easy to move guys. We've talked about this all the time. Easy to move guys, whether it's uh, center fielders moving to a corner, shortstops moving to second. Why, why not now? Like, go develop up the middle. Whether it's going to get a free agent who plays up the middle or going to draft up the middle in the in the, the next draft, the Angels need to start doing that because this team isn't good enough right now. And right is Taylor Ward really the answer in left field? Maybe. Could we be better trading trading Taylor Ward and moving Trout to, to a corner and accumulating more pitching and, and guys up the middle? Probably. So I, I just don't understand why this is that big of a deal. Like, it, it doesn't have to be. Jared? I was just looking stats up. They're both in there. Like, Griffey played 13 seasons with the Mariners. Trout just finishes age 13 season, or his 13th season. Um, very similar very similar numbers up, up, up the middle there between them and then we know how they both fell off. In fact, Trout Trout has played 53 games in 2020. He played 36 games in 21. He yeah. played 119, 22. And last year he played 82 games. So I'd say pound for pound, Mike Trout's a, a better player than King Griffey Jr. But um, you know, that's that's just opinion based. I'm sure anybody anybody can argue anything, you know. Same thing, like Mickey Mantle. Same, same, same basic principle there. Like all three of those guys. Three of the best players of all time, three the three guys who, you know, got hurt and couldn't finish their couldn't finish their careers, um, to the best of their ability to be probably the best player, one of the best players of all time. So, um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm. You need a replacement in center field if you're going to do it. Um, is it Mickey Moniak? I guess maybe. Um, is it's uh, you know Nelson Rada a couple of years down the line? Um, maybe. You know, is it is it Cody Bellinger? Maybe I, I I don't know, but um I, I again I don't know if the Angels are in that spot to spots move Mike Trout, but you gotta you you would think you start having conversations here eventually. So we'll see. You look at Griffey's numbers, okay, and you, when you actually look at his history, there in terms of their injury history, it starts getting kind of similar here. When Griffey turned thirty-one, mm-hmm. hundred eleven games, twenty-two sixty-five for home runs for RBIs, following year 8, 13, 20. But here's the kicker. Age 35, you're 35 home runs, 92 RBIs. 27 home runs, 92 RS. 30 home runs, 93 RBIs. At age 37, he picked it up later in his career. Um, All I'm saying, in the end, to ensure the Hall of Fame says that, that any one of us would argue Trout deserves you want him healthy to be able to pick back up those I don't, those numbers. I don't think it will ever reach the same numbers he had at age 27, 28, neither did Griffey. But 35, 92, 301 batting average, 
that's good enough. You know, 27 home runs, 30, you know, 80 RBIs. That's good enough. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Get him out of center field. Ensure that longevity. At least try to. Hopefully you can see that. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, Trout probably turns into a Nelson Cruz type of player who can hit 40 home runs in his mid to late 30s. You know, like that makes a lot of sense to me right off the bat. So, I mean, if that's what Trout is, you know, playing right field or DHing, I'm all for it. I'm sure some people out there are going to point out that Mike Trout's numbers is a DH and do those scare you? Sure. But again, you guys will bring up the athlete aspect of it. It's a different game when you're just sitting there DHing, you know. It took Shohei Otani some time, too, to just sit there and DH, right? Like, everybody was freaking out for a year when he was batting 190 and didn't think that he was going to pitch again, didn't think he was going to hit any anymore either. And then next year he comes out and wins the MVP uh, or wins comeback player of the year. I don't, I don't know exactly what he won, but... You know the Angels bench Shohei Otani. They didn't. They didn't let him DH for a little while there at the end. At the end of the season, when he wasn't going, when he wasn't doing well, so it's again a transition. You can bring up the athlete aspect all day, but sitting on the bench and just going and hitting, a little bit different. Different mentality, sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know, when that's your only role, and you can focus on hitting. Probably, after a while, I would say you're right. You probably will. We'll see enough taking this hitting. I'm not worried about it. Uh, last thing, guys, Adam Duvall. We keep hearing those rumblings. I think he's a fit. Do you, Nate? I'd like I'd like to see Kike Hernandez. Sorry, go ahead, Nate. I I don't think he he fits this team. Honestly, they're very very right handed. He's a he's an outfielder, and he's right handed. Like, yeah, he can play center field in a pinch. Mickey Money, I can play center field in a pinch. Taylor Ward has played center field in a pinch. Uh, Joe Adele might even be able to play center field in a pinch, but. I think we need to get more left-handed. We need more power. Yes, he brings some right-handed power, but we have that. Like he is, he is Taylor Ward. We we can we can deal with that. I I just would like to see the Angels go a little bit different direction, get left-handed power. But that's just me. There's a lot of left-handed sure. power out there. There is. Uh, you, you can't tell him you can't keep like pushing show or uh not show hey uh cody bellinger you can't i mean you can't all you want but... is jock peterson not left-handed power sure okay but you're taking up the dh spot there at that point you're jock peterson very, can play a corner playing very unathletic at that point so um, jock no, peterson can play a corner I, I i don't disagree with you they need a left hand they need a left-handed bat you need somebody that can also play a little bit of infield play a little bit of outfield um is that duvall you know jerkson profar is still a free agent like I said, Kike Hernandez is that guy. Tony Kemp is another guy. Um, you 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 need some you need some role players right now. They can kind of play all over all over the diamond. Um, you know, John would probably say David Fletcher would probably be that guy. So we'll uh, we'll 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 wait and see. We'll we'll wait. Yeah, get John back on the show. Cool with me. Um, I'm I'm Miss all for John. It. Yeah. So, but again, I, I you need to get a little better offensively. If it's Adam Duvall and on a one-year deal that you think you can trade at the deadline. If you're not, if you're not playing well, you know, like it's, it's, it's fine. Like that's, that, that was my thing for that. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't, I don't, do I think he's a long-term solution? No. One-year deal. Maybe by then they sell the team. What are you getting for that at the deadline? If he's playing well, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter at that point. Like you're, you're getting something in return. It could be a 26 year old, a 26 year old or a lever, but at least you're getting something back. At least you're, at least you have a plan 
You know, Jansen, sure. Like, are you upset if you're getting Jansen junk back? Absolutely not. Like, you get four years of Jansen junk, like, cool with me. You know, like, you you paid $10 million for Adam Duvall or whatever that price tag may be. You trade him at the deadline. Like, that, that's been my thing. You know, if you want to go build, you want to go build, you want to go build the right way, go sign a big name, go sign Cody Bellinger. We talked about Yamamoto. But then go sign a bunch of one-year guys because this is not the window. Go start building that farm system back up again. You don't have a farm system either, by the way. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta do something. You don't have a farm system. You have a team that Nate you think is gonna win seventy games. I mean, they probably a five hundred team if they stay healthy. So yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have your identity. You gotta figure it out. And you have I, a, I'm just you saying. have a Hall of Fame manager too, by the way. Like Ron Washington, probably probably going to the hall of fame um for how long he's been in in the majors in in the major leagues for i mean he's pushing 50 years of professional baseball like it's not a lot of guys can say that so um yeah let's just play the typical angel game though right you sign him to a one-year deal raul abanez he hits 170 he ends up getting dfa'd like that's just worst case scenario and i'm not i'm not saying that's going to happen i'm just saying like why not get someone who fits the who fits the mold of what you need more than just going to get a guy on a one-year deal because that's what you have to do. Um, I, I just he doesn't make sense to me. Nate, Nate the, the, listen, you've been talking about Cody Ballinger. You want Jack Peterson, Eddie Rosario. So you, I, I want mean, you throw guys out. I want Cody Bellinger too. I mean, I think he'd be right there. Guy, his market isn't moving right now. Maybe by the end of the week it is, but. You know, why would Cody Bellinger want to come play here? Honestly, Southern California. His dad played for, for the Angels. Like he's already got his ring. He he doesn't need a ring. He he wants his money. Okay. Even will though his ring him? is Mickey Mouse ring, but like, will he, they pay him? That's that's the thing. Like, who he's gonna go wherever they pay him. So I don't know. There's one one last thing of news, by the way just popped up i don't know if it is real i am just saying it is a rumor so do not quote me on this but there is a rumor out there that robert stevenson is going to join the angels on a three-year 30 million dollar deal not official no sources yet do not believe it but just i didn't catch but i am going to throw it out there or is it what you guys think robert stevenson relief pitcher from tampa bay uh three years 30 million is the guesstimated contract Anyone yeah, have an opinion? I'm looking for a source. Well, I know I, there are no sources, so I'm just saying because we're talking rumors, we might as well throw that rumor out there. Talk about it tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll talk. We'll talk about it next podcast. But why not now? You got ten minutes. Why not? All right, never mind. I, I just Bye. wanted. To, I just wanted to throw it out there. See if anyone had any opinions. For a reliever? Yeah, that, that would be the number. No. And no. I don't even Have believe... Have we been down this road before? Oh, of course. No. We've been down this road before. Um, hey, uh, before we do go, before we do go, in case anybody is a listener and played fantasy baseball with us last year. Fantasy baseball did reopen. I did renew the leagues we have. And if anybody else wants to play fantasy baseball with us, send us an email at talkinghalos.com or message me or the Talking Halos Twitter account and we'll get you in there. How did you guys do last year? I didn't play. 
you, you tapped out. I know that. Nate played well. Nate played well. Jared tapped. You going to tap out this year too, Jared? Maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. Maybe. Too good at it. Anyways, let us know. Uh, again, talkinghalesgmail.com. You can direct message me on Twitter, X, or the Talking Hills account, and we'll get you in. If not, we'll just keep the same links we have. That's all I got. Jerry, got anything else? Nope. Nate? Nope. All right. Until next time, we're out of here. <laughs>